Welcome to the Seeds of Wisdom series, brought to you by From a Loving Place with author Rachel Wolf. If you like deep, meaningful conversations, this is your place. So settle in and enjoy today's guest. Disclaimer, the Seeds of Wisdom digs into some deep subject matter. In order to plant a seed, we have to dig in the dirt. That's how we grow. If any of the subject matter feels like too much, it is important to seek your own mental health support. I did, and it's why I'm able to be here doing this today. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Seeds of Wisdom. Today's seed is Heal From Within, and I'm so excited for my special guest to talk about this, Katie Beecher, who has a book with the same name. (laughs) So let me let you introduce yourself, and that way we can jump right into this, because I know I have a lot to discuss with you because I've read your book and and you tell so many wonderful stories. So with that, go right ahead. Thank you for having me. Um, So I'm Katie Beecher, medical and spiritual intuitive. I'm also a licensed professional counselor, been doing this for over 30 years now, dear God. Um, And I've been lucky enough to be featured in Goop and and Kourtney Kardashian's Poosh and all kinds of other things. So, um, So that's been really cool. And the way that I work is um, just using a name and age. I created a four-page, very detailed report and an intuitive soul painting um, for each client, which I send before the reading. Um, then we meet for an hour and we discuss every single thing that's going on in a person's life that's impacting them positively and negatively and talk about you know the root causes for some of the problems how we can build on some of the things that are going well. I teach them to connect their intuition. And um, it's a it's a very complete individualized process, which I like. Um, and so we'll we'll start there. So how did you learn to heal from within? I mean, how did it come to you? Because in your book, you talk a lot about your story with it. And it's pretty amazing of how you got from healing yourself to being able to help other people do it. Yeah. Um, there were many times when I didn't think I would, you know, live past 16. So to be doing this, I'm very, very grateful. I um, always knew that I had these strangers and talked to dead people and just knew all kinds of things and, you know, knew would hear voices, which I thought were totally normal at the time, um, you know, about like my parents or, or other things. And it really made me feel safe and secure in a pretty dysfunctional environment. Um, And then I ended up developing an eating disorder. Um, Believe me, it was very bad, suicidal, and um, lived with it for a long time, didn't tell anyone. But when I was 16, I am, and I really think this is divine intervention because normally it doesn't happen this way, you know? But when I was 16, um, I came home from school and decided I didn't want to die. And I called our pediatrician without telling anyone. It was the first time I had told a soul and um, told him what I was doing and asked for help. And he recommended a Jungian counselor. So Carl Jung's the bomb. Um, Worked with her for until I went to college, actually. And the great thing about Jungian psychology is that they're very open to things like mediumship and astrology and 
symbolism and myths and it's all about using your intuition um to connect to your higher self and find self-love and self-acceptance and then from there um you know you become the person that you're truly meant to be and so you're able to heal and there's all kinds of Jungian psychology um techniques for connecting to intuition and your body and you know in my book um but one of the most important ones was to look at the eating disorder as my friend instead of my enemy and to learn to use it as a a team member in my healing process so that was huge and um yeah, it all kind of went from there. I became a therapist and worked very intuitively um, and started accidentally channeling, um, you know, my clients' relatives during sessions. So, um, you know, before I started healing, I was very afraid of my abilities because I would pick up a lot of negativity and the therapist taught me how not to be. But um, I still wasn't sure where that all fit into my work. And then when I started channeling people, um, I realized that I had to really incorporate this more and I started exploring the gifts and I learned I was a medical intuitive, you know, didn't know that until my forties. So it's never too late. Um, so that's the uh, quickie summary or not I, so quick. <laughs> well, I love the fact that you said, you know, it's never too late and the, how the things can come up because some people think, oh, if I wasn't born with it and it, and it's not the way it is, it's sometimes a life event sets off something in motion. It's so many things. Like I knew I was born with a lot of these abilities, but I didn't know how to explore them. I didn't have anyone I could talk to about them. Didn't know what to do with them. Um, part of my learning process was joining a spiritualist church in Connecticut. And for people who don't know what those are, it's a group of people who believe that we can communicate, you know, with people who have passed and the basic premise is treat people the way you want to be treated. And it's, it was absolutely wonderful. Um, there's groups on mediumship. So I learned to hone my skills. I, you know, found some mentors there. And so that really got me thinking about, wow, you know, I, I know this much, how can I know this much and just keep learning? So. Well, and I feel like a big part of healing from within is what you were talking about is those divine interventions, those moments where it makes logically no sense that you would think someone would be, you know, would take this step, but we right. do. And it's trusting yeah. that. Will you talk a little bit more about divine intervention and what that means? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it happens to all of us all the time and one of the, and I'm going to use the word mistake and I don't really mean it that way, but kind of a, a the reason we don't recognize them is because we don't believe in them, you know, or we don't think that we're special or that it could happen to us. So like I tell people, even with mediumship, you know, I can do it for you and I will be happy to. And, you know, but your loved ones really want to communicate with you more than they want to communicate with a stranger. And so when you see signs, when there's, you know, um, divine interventions in their life, in your life, in terms of like things, synchronicity, synchronous, synchronicity, synchronicity. <laughs> let's jump to that. Synchronicities that work out really well, you know, um, timing and, and maybe it's seeing butterflies or maybe it's, you know, you were told not to go this direction and there was a really bad accident or 
you know, no matter what it is, the more that we are open to listening to not only our intuition, but the signals from spirit, um, the less we need to be in control and have that feeling of always having to be on and on top of things. And we can relax and feel safer. And, you know, it's always a question of when do you step in and when do you step back? Um, but I think it really gives you a lot of freedom when you're open to spirit and intuition rather than feeling like very alone and things are happening to you and you're not empowered, you know? Um, so that has made an enormous difference. And I, I completely agree with that. And I've learned to use it even with um, time management. And I'm a person who is usually my on time is at least five to 10 minutes early, <laughs> you know, when I'm going places, but if things happen and I don't get out the door, I trust that now, right? Because right. one of the times there was a huge accident that there's a good chance I could have been on if I had left on time. Definitely. So it's those little things that I've just learned to go, no, nope, I'm going to trust if everything is going this way, it's because I wasn't meant to leave at that time. It's true. It's true. But I think it's super challenging to know, you know, when do you step in and, and take some control? Um, and when do you step back and be like, okay, I've been working for my agenda for a really long time. Hasn't been working out. I'm making myself crazy and miserable. Um, maybe my agenda is not the way and I don't know everything. So I need to trust, you know, spirit, universe, God, whatever, and just be like, you know, letting, letting this happen. But I, I think, you know, I live my life through intuition and it's still challenging sometimes to know. I absolutely love hearing you say that <laughs> because I feel like sometimes when people see other people in this field or in doing whatever their profession is, even me as a writer, they think that because we do these things, it's easy. <laughs> and it's not, we're still human. Our humanness still always will come back in and, you know, Ooh, let's test this out. <laughs> Right, right. And having your own business too, because, you know, I've always been a very driven person and then there's manifesting and, and all this, you know, and I think I'm glad I'm the way I am, um, but I'm also intense and I also need to back it up sometimes. And um, there's been plenty of times in my life where I've had an agenda and you just keep forcing it and forcing it and forcing it until you get sick or you whatever just you know you're you're blocked and um sometimes it takes a harder hit over the head than others um yes. but, you know we've all yes. we've all been there so yeah i call that the getting smacked in the head with emotional two by four <laughs> i have a feather and a sledgehammer analogy so yep <laughs> then and let's talk more about that because that agenda piece is, I feel like something that so many of us struggle with and, yeah. and it causes so many inner problems when we're trying to force an agenda that we're not aligned with. Yes. And even like I brought up manifesting and I think it really applies there because 
you're like, okay, all you have to do is put numbers under your pillow or make a vision board or, you know, write things for you to see and you can manifest all of these things, which I believe in manifesting. I believe that that energy is, is multiplied. So you can multiply love, you can multiply hate, you know, negativity and positivity. Like I totally believe in all that. However, um, if you are trying to manifest something and it's not working, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself or you shouldn't not trust your intuition or spirit because maybe that's not what's meant to happen. And it's a different direction or a different spin on your agenda. And so you shouldn't be down on yourself you know, or lose that determination or, or sometimes you need to give up, mm-hmm. you know, we'll go in a different direction. Um, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or you're, you're not like intuitive or whatever. If, if you can't, you know, manifest a certain thing. Oh, it's such a great, well, so many great points because I feel like people get confused with the law of the traction stuff. And then they, and so much of that i feel like if our energy is not aligned inside people get confused because our energy at the core is what is manifesting right. it's not what we're projecting or pretending to be it's not that agenda it's the core energy and that's where i know i've struggled because if i have a little inner message going <laughs> saying right. something to myself and then my outer message is going but I believe this and that (laughs) it doesn't align. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, where I see it a lot um, with clients is relationships Um, because people will come to me for a certain thing or, you know, sick, not sick, whatever. And um, my guides will identify that they're in a relationship that is damaging to them or a job that they hate, you know, or whatever. And so They'll be like, but I love this person and I, we've been together for this many years and he's my soulmate or she's my soulmate. And like, how do I give up? And I just want this to be, you know? And I'm like, well, or, or they'll say, well, when I feel better, I'll leave. You know, that's, that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, But it's like, no, if you're not treating yourself well to begin with, if you're not being treated well, if you know all of that shapes how you feel emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So I get that you want the relationship to work out, but you got to look at all these signs. You know? <laughs> and like, if someone's not nice to you, if someone's hitting you, if they're you know withholding money, whatever the thing is, um, it, it, maybe it's you know not where you need to be. So that's a really good example. It is a great example, and I. And there are so many physical ties to that mm-hmm. when you're in those toxic environments and when you're denying the, the, the truth, yeah. um, yeah. this may be TMI <laughs> pre-warning to anybody who's listening, but I actually was with someone and I couldn't go to the bathroom in their house. And so I took that as I was full of, right. Because I literally was being so dishonest with myself about the relationship because of, I was, I didn't realize it was codependent. I didn't realize that I was trying to be like a savior, (laughs) all things that were really unhealthy for me and, and all things that said I was full of. So, (laughs) you know, and, and when I realized that it was such a huge aha moment and 
you know, I, I am not someone who tends to be unhealthy. So when things right. happen to me, I do now pay really close attention it's where important. it's happening. Yep. Yep. It's important when it and comes up. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons I wrote my book the way I did is because I wanted it to be like you taking yourself through a reading with me, but, um, a lot of, you know, each chakra or energy center in the body has its own chapter because where things happen to you, like you said, has meaning. And if you're seeing a pattern of all kinds of things happening, like in the second chakra, for example, which is, um, you know, the, the hips, pelvic region, reproductive organs, all that kind of stuff, um, that has to do with relationships and money and independence or, you know, codependence, um, career, um, female and male power. Like there's so many things there. And a lot of us have had trauma related to those issues. So it's not uncommon for people to have, you know, hip pain or infertility or PCOS or any, I could go on, you know, but it's really good to look at where things are happening in your body and then be able to identify the emotional and spiritual characteristics kind of, you know, of that area and be like, okay, what's underlying these symptoms? Now, how much of what you do is a, a person's interpretation of what they see versus like a deeper inner wisdom or divine wisdom? Do you think? Um, every piece of information I get comes from my guides. Okay. Um, either doing the, during the report or painting and also during the meeting, my guides do all the talking to. I mean, I've been, you know, a therapist for 30 years. So of course that comes into it for sure. Um, but no, it's all, um, I mean, there's a lot of practical information. It's really important for me to give people tools and practical things they can do and they can take, you know, from our time together. I don't want it to just be like super woo-woo and then there's nothing that you can productively do because a lot of people are faced with very overwhelming or frightening um, choices. You know, change is really hard. So if it's a matter of having trouble setting boundaries, for example, you know, with your family and that's impacting your health, I want to be like, okay, let's pick one or two things that you can do starting today where to start taking baby steps toward that goal. So there's, you know, um, a lot of practical things as well as, um, you know, looking at symbolism and spiritual links and emotional links. And um, so, but I, I've been told I'm one of the most non-woo-woo people, non-woo-woo woo-woo people that somebody ever met. So I, I think that kind of, yeah. I love that. Well, and I love that you mix the therapy with this because it does, it does ground and balance it out so that it helps more people understand. Exactly. And, and a lot of these issues that, you know, my guides uncover, it's really, it's serious stuff that people have never told anyone sometimes like sexual abuse or something. So I think having a therapeutic background is just very, very important. Oh, and that makes such a good point because yeah, I've seen that happen where someone has told someone something, it's revealed, and then no tools. Exactly. And so then that leaves them in the spin. Exactly. And that spin is so dangerous um, without the tools to back it up. So 
I'm very grateful that that's the way you do things. No, and, and also, it is. It's so important. It makes me crazy when people tell me that they've gotten a diagnosis from a non-licensed uh, professional or that they've been told that they are healed because it is illegal and unethical for me to diagnose anyone, you know, or to claim to heal. Now, I'm a full believer in energy healing and all that. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. But um, like... I will point out symptoms. I will say this could seem like X, Y, Z, Lyme, you know, hypermobility, whatever. Um, and then people can verify those symptoms. And then I'm like, okay, let's get you to practitioners that I trust who can then evaluate, you know, um, do testing, do whatever treatment they need to do. And we'll do the work that, that we can do together, you know, but um, that's a really important point. You know, when I say, when I hear that a psychic has told someone they were sexually abused or when a psychic has told somebody they have cancer, like, dear God. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, that's a tough one. So for this part of the segment, we are wrapping up and so much has already been talked about, but we are going to dive even deeper and go beyond the seed. So if you are not watching this on YouTube, go there now at From a Loving Place on YouTube to see the full episode. Or if it's on Facebook, you'll see it in the comments below. There will be the link to the YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else, you can literally go into the link that's in there and the YouTube version will be in there. All easy access. So thank you so much for being here. And if this is where you stop, trust that you heard exactly what you're meant to hear. Make sure to follow the links that accompany this episode. You will learn a lot more about today's guest and see what they have going on now. You will also get all the links to follow them on their journeys if this seed resonates with you. Come back next week for another Seed of Wisdom. If you loved what you saw or listened to, don't forget to subscribe to the channel.